Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into our fearless beer review. We get into our vinyl pickups. That leads into the songs of the week. And then we wrap it up with some new music and other happening, happenings in happening. the music world. Uh, my name is Tyler. And way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. Uh, while you're listening, go to Apple Podcasts. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Give us five stars. Give us five stars on Spotify as well. Please go do that. Uh, we have a Discord server. If you want to join that, hit us up. We'll send you the link. And we have a phone number. You can call. You can leave us a voicemail. You can send us a text message. I don't care. Just do something so we could talk about it on the pod. And that phone number is 503-893-5307. So get into that. And uh, now that all the boring intros are out of the way, uh, let's get into our fearless beer review. What do you got, Jeff? Go. What do we got? Go. And, and, and you're sure like your levels are normal. It just could be my headphones yeah. are shitty. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, my, my levels are totally fine. Okay, okay, totally, 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 totally. So we have, uh, we got something from Russian River, not to be confused with any of the rivers that, through, that go through Russia. This is a different <laughs> type of Russian River. But this, yeah, we have the same beer, because you brought Stupid. some over when you came here, and you brought some, and now we have it, and we're going to drink it at the same time. This is bottled on uh, December true. 30th, though, so it's a little old. Oh, this is old. This is, like, way past It's kind of disgusting. Like Mike would not drink this. But it's called... This would be an instant drain pour for him. He actually rated it at 4 out of 5, too. That's his rating. Oh May 18, 2018. It's called STS Pilsner, or just STS Pils. Sonoma yes. County, baby. I've never had this. I've never even seen this. Uh, I don't think I've had it. If I have, it's probably on Untapped. I just forgot to check before. Uh, you, are not, you, have, you have not checked it in on Untapped. Then I have not had this yet. Okay. I have not had this. Okay. So, yes, Russian River. It is This, uh, this particular brewery is in California. Uh, more central California, and uh, I guess the STS stands for uh, Sonoma County Airport. It's it's like uh. call sign or their it's code or whatever, uh, and it was named after Charles Schultz, the um, the uh, oh. author or the cartoonist. Is he, he from did, uh, the Peanuts, area? Peanuts game. I guess so. Um, I, I don't know. I didn't read any further than that, but oh. well, yeah, I guess the airport is the Charles the Charles M. Schultz Airport. So. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, 5.3 ABV, and uh, it says it's a dry-hopped beer for whatever that means. Um, it says bitterness is medium, so I guess we'll be the judge of that, right? Yeah, well, Charles Schultz is—I just looked it up. He's from—he's from Minneapolis, so that's okay. cool. But he—he uh, yeah, he, he ended up in, in Santa Rosa. He died in Santa Rosa. Mm, okay, got it. So got there's it, that. It. That makes sense. Then. Mm, yeah. All I right. Guess. So mine pours. Oh, it's it's a nice golden color. I mean, no, oh, yeah, it looks, looks great. Nice. Sheer, looks sheer, nice-y. Looks sheer. Nice-y. I mean, their beer is always. I mean, it's really good beer. They do have really good beer. They do. Maybe overrated, but it's really, it's still really good. I don't so. think I don't think really anybody makes beer like what I would call wait in line for hours at an on end type of beer. I just, I just wouldn't do it for beer. But I mean, Russian River makes really good beer. I don't yeah, think, but I don't, I, I don't think I'd wait in line for any beer. That's just that, that, there's too much beer yeah, out there. I, I wouldn't either, unless there was. I was there for something else as well, 
You know, just, yeah. just for the just for like a one pint of beer, no. And then nah. you have to like get the fuck out after that. No way, it's not worth it. Nah. So, not not worth it all. So, uh, you ready to uh, to try this? I am. I'm I'm ready to all tink right. and everything. Let's do this. Oh, baby boy, that's a good pilsner. I'll tell you what. That's a good Ooh. pilsner. I'll tell you what. Wow. Okay. All right. So. <clears throat> We'll give our thoughts, and we'll also rank it, or rate it, I'm sorry, with our world-famous three-point rating system, where three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer, you're going to continue to drink, one is a bad beer, but you should give it a shot, and zero is a drain pour. So, with that, uh, what do you got on the beer, Jeff? Go! This is, um, ooh, got me, in the, got me in, the, in the lungs there for a second. This is a good <laughs> beer. It's, uh, it's, it's dry. It's drier, so it's, it, there's not a lot of like sweetness to it. And I like that. I don't like my pilsers with any sweetness. I want it dry as fuck. I want my I want my cotton balls in my mouth type dry. That's what I want. <laughs> and it's good. It's light. No, that's the best. That's that's the only way pilsers should be had. But um, right. I don't know. It goes down smooth. Tastes great. I don't know if I like. You know, spend a bunch of money on one of these things. I mean, they're not that expensive. They're they're normal price for this size of beer. Like a five dollar beer. I think it's six. I think it was six. Okay, well, you know, six years of, of Pilsner Uqual I can get for like $8, so. Well, yeah, I, I understand, but it's not always about the price point, you know? Sometimes you want to splurge a little bit. Splurge but on a nice Pilsy, not a nice Porter. Right that's what we're doing okay, right now. That's, yeah, that's true. That's, that's what we're true. doing right now. But it's it's good. It's good. But um, I don't know. I like it. It's good. I think it's like a, you have a 2.5. 2.5? Okay, yeah. that's a little low. It's a little low. I think you're just bringing it low because of the cost. That's what it is. Two point five is high. That's not fair. Two point five is high. No. It's still no. like Pilsner. There's not like a lot high going on for it. That's uh, true. It's still a solid Pilsner, but Pilsner or Quell, or Quell, whatever you pronounce it, that's a good Pilsner Ur-qua. too. Urqua. That's how the uh, oh, locals dude, yeah. pronounce it. Urqua. Like that. Is that really how it's pronounced? No. I don't, I don't know why I even <laughs> said that. It doesn't even sound correct at all. It doesn't at all. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, the STS, I think this is really, I think it's solid. It's really good. And, I, of course, I'd get it again. I'd get pretty much anything Russian River again. It's all good except for the porters. Have you the had the porters? No. Oh. <laughs> I don't think I have. I don't think I have. But porters are gross, you know. Porter stouts, no good. No goodsies. But uh, yeah, I, I would I would give this a two point seven five. It's not perfect. It's not a perfect beer. It's a, no mirror pond, but um, it's good. This is this is better than mirror pond. Oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> you haven't even had a mirror pond before. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. What <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> are you getting sick like me? Son Almost died. <laughs> All right, so uh, I did check on Beer Advocate. Our boy Raul did leave a review for this one. I'm so right he left this. <laughs> He left this review in November of 2018. Uh, he said, I find this beer to be refreshing, even humbling. In this vast warped war... Oh, fuck. Easy. In this vast warped world of IPAs, West Coast, East Coast, Brute, Juice, Hazy, it's really nice to sit down with the pills and know that you are not getting... You're not going to get knocked across the head like Robert Ryan in the setup. Okay. Not only that, STS does not ask for the moon, even when it was... even. Yeah, fuck. Even when it has the stars, he just chills and says, "Hey, I'm here, and thanks for inviting me to the party." And just like that, I have a feeling of completeness. That's Raul. Okay. So, 
not it, not, it, not his best, not his best. It is it, it is true though. Like that, he brought up a good point. It's just we're just we're so. God, there's so many fucking hazies and IPAs floating out there. It was just like all these adjuncts added to make it taste like brew was brewed on fucking mercury or something. But it's nice. It's nice to sit back and just have something basic. I'm gonna give it two point yeah. seven five. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm oh, up my go. rating. I'm up my rating. I like that. I like. I'm that. just I because I, I complain. I fucking complain so much. It's like oh another band's coming out with a fucking IPA or some type of hazy. Like oh cool, this is exciting. <laughs> Fuck. I do the want to try that new good. Deftones beer though. That new Deftones beer is a Pilsner, so I've yet to see it in the stores though. One day though, hopefully. Uh, I did like what what Raul said though. He says it just chills and says, "Hey, I'm here, and thanks for inviting me to the party." I like that. It's kind of it's a nice little humbling. Yeah, I like. I I do like this review more than I originally thought. It's a good review. The pills good are good. Man. I kills for the pills. You know they're delicious. Yeah. Yeah, didn't uh, that's what isn't that what Teddy said in Brooklyn Nine Nine? Yeah. I kills for the pills. <laughs> I kills for the pills. That's all he talks about is pilsners, <laughs> and that's why he's the most boring man on the planet. Oh, it's so good. It's, he it's, loves it's, it's so it's so funny when like Jake and, and Amy finally snap and it's like, "Oh my god, shut up, <laughs> poor guy." <laughs> and then they and then they they go on that retreat. Or the not a retreat, but they go to the hotel like in the mountains. Yeah, and uh, and they invites Teddy like secretly invites him, but she's there to break up with it, or she's gonna break up with him, and then he brings his home brewing kit oh to make God. a pilsner while he's there. Awful, so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Kills for the pills. <laughs> it's good stuff. Oh man, good it is stuffs. good. It is really good. So, uh, all right, that, that's all I got for the fearless beer review. Beer review. You got anything else? No, that's uh, that's all I got for the fearless beer review. That's good. Let's <laughs> let's keep slurring our words. At least I have an excuse. I'm sick. I'm I'm still overcoming this cold. I don't so. know why you got so sick. Uh, Dude, usually I, I get sick and allergies, that. but you, wow. Yeah. Saturday and yesterday, man. Saturday and yesterday were the worst. But I feel so much better today. Okay. I took like an entire a big like gallon of orange juice yesterday, uh, and I feel so much better now because of that. What kind of orange did you, you buy? Know, Simply just the Tropicana. No, just the Tropicana. Oh. You don't go I like, for the like the orange, though. You don't go for like the bootleg, uh, like the Mexican style orange juice, like the Tampico shit and the gallon jugs. No, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't do that. So do so that. good. <laughs> it is good. It is good. But usually I go with the simply orange. But decide to go with Tropicana. You know, go okay. a little old school with it. Okay. Okay. But all right. So let's uh, let's jump into uh, our vinyl. What we picked up. What we kind of listened to. I mean, it's been a couple weeks since we potted last. Uh, we probably listened to a lot. I know I've listened oh, to, to quite a bit. We got so. so much to talk about. I've been dying. Right, so let's get into it. What do you got? Go. Uh, I don't even know where to start. Like things that I really want to talk about, thing. things that I, I mean, should I just start at the top or in the middle? Where do you want me to start? This is your, this is your pod, whatever you want to do. Okay. I'll start at the top. I'll start in the middle. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll start <laughs> in the boring one that we can get through real quick because I know you don't care about it. So the first thing that I got from Amazon- what? Is uh, Arctic Monkeys? Whatever people say, I am. That's what I'm not. We did this album on the pod. Remember, yeah. remember. I and do remember. Yeah. This is this is a fucking phenomenal album. I don't know why you hate indie music of this era so much. <laughs> I don't get it. But this this is this is honestly uh, one of the best. It really is one of the best. This album is is damn near perfect through and through. Mm. It is exciting. It's fun. It's energetic. There's some really really well written songs, and it's it's it was like. 
eighteen dollars on Amazon. I, I how could you pay? I hate buying from Amazon, but eighteen dollars. Come on. Yeah, it's cheap. Next day, next day delivery. Time. I know it shows up there. And it's <laughs> like, dude, come on. Like, I'm trying. So help annoying. me help you. Brick and mortar so stores. Annoying. Help me help you. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Oh, this is uh, this was their first album, two thousand six, and uh, I just I, I've I've they're still the first two albums I really like, and then I just kind of tapered off from there. And then their last one came out several years ago. But um, I, I honestly think that whatever people say I am, that's what I'm not. I think it's it's I don't know if I gave it a perfect rating, but I, I should have given it perfect or damn near perfect. It is so fucking good. It's just. It's it's so great. Like the bass lines are just unreal. They're so squirrely. They're so fun. They're so catchy, and there's a lot of different sounds that is going on here, and it's, it's fantastic. All right, I I don't agree with that. I think I gave it a I think I gave it a two when we did it on the pod. Maybe a two point two five. I think you just it's didn't not like terrible. I think you didn't like the way he sang. I think you said something about like he sang kind of lazy sometimes and it was kind of obnoxious. Oh yeah, that that's the worst part is the singing. The vocals yeah. are the worst. <laughs> By far the worst. But then they're so high in the mix, so it just kind of, eh, I just don't like them at all. Man, this band it's is like Modest so Mouse. Exciting. Same way. I, I most of Modest Mouse I don't like because the vocals. But then you throw an instrumental on there and it's fucking solid. Okay. That's the way she goes, man. It's all all stupid opinions, but okay. <laughs> oh my mouse! Oh yeah. What else you got? So um, I guess I'll talk about my, my Modest Mouse since you hate Modest Mouse. Um, Yes, we yeah. both got the vinyl. Me please, Lonesome Crowd of West. This is their. Uh, this is actually the second best Modest Mouse album, and it's also their second album from 1997. So mm-hmm. we got this from Vinyl Me Please. Fantastic pressing, and they did a lot of work with this one too. Not just there's like a booklet inv- in- included, so it has like a lot of history and stories and stuff. And then the packaging is really nice. There's artwork on the back from somebody close to the band, and then each like inner sleeve is also like really nice. And so there's a lot. There's a lot put into this one. And I think, I think it was because they may have been scared because that month those those releases were all kind of like everyone was kind of like, ah, eh, this is not the best I've ever seen. So I think they put extra care into the packaging to make up for the lack of like true bangers. You know what I mean? <laughs> that makes it doesn't make sense. But um, completely makes sense. But god damn, dude, this is such a banger of an album. It's just wild, and it's just I, I, we we talked about Modest Mouse because we did the moon and the moon and Antarctica. God, I still can't say it properly. Yeah, it's tough. But this one just uh, there's a lot of cool like mixing in this one. There's a lot of of, of like seemingly calm instrumentals with with like chaotic background vocals or vice versa. And there's really cool like super rhythmic bass lines under really frantic guitars. And and I I I love this album so much. It is so goddamn good. And I'm happy we got a really good pressing. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm totally happy with my pressing. This is really the only album of theirs that I would get on vinyl. Oh, so yeah, it's true. That hurts. True. It hurts. Well, it's I only speak the truth. You wouldn't even the get truth. the moon and and fuck man, the moon and <laughs> Antarctica. No, I won't get it because I would never go. I would never listen to it again. Oh, I actually listened to the moon and Antarctica after I listened to this one. Of course, I mean it makes sense. You like that record for yeah, some It was reason. just, it was just like two. It was like two hours of just. Perfect Boy. soundscapes and, and great music. <laughs> mm. I'm glad you enjoyed it, though. Yeah, it was good. Glad you enjoyed it. Um, another thing I bought from Amazon, you <laughs> bought it too, was the White Stripes, White Stripes, their third from uh, yes. uh, 2001. Yeah. And uh, this is this is the best of their of this era of the White Stripes. This is second best overall, as my rankings had changed last time we did Icky Thump. 
Iggy Thump is now my favorite, their best, which I think you agree. Mm-hmm. But this Absolutely. is this is the best. This is the White Stripes at their best when they're doing this sound, like by yeah, far, yeah, yeah. easily. And this this record is like honestly made up of almost entirely bangers or beyond bangers. Even it's it's it seems like it's front heavy or top heavy, like side A, because that's all of like the big radio hits were like Dead Leaves in the Dirty Ground, Little Room, all these like Hotel Yorba, all these huge hits. Fuck, that's a good song. But then the second half kind of has its own separate charm and it really gets into like this gritty like localized detroit blues rock sound mm-hmm. and it yeah. kind of reminds me of, of of like people migrating up north and then going to chicago but then some went to like detroit like john lee hooker yeah, went to detroit left. and then you kind of get like that kind of weird little quirky blues sound and then there's some really good rockers that came out of that area too Graham Funk. I always got I always got to name oh, drop them because they're fucking fantastic. And so, like Jack White really has has his own sound and is really localized. And Detroit should be proud to have him because he's doing a lot for Detroit also. And mm-hmm. I love Jack yeah, White. And I love White Stripes. I agree with you. This is a, I think I talked about this pressing a few weeks back when we uh, when we actually got it because I listened to it like literally the day I got it. But yeah, but it was it was a great good. fucking pressing. Yeah, or it sounds fantastic too. Yeah, it was like eighteen dollars too, or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think from what I was reading, I remember reading the comments too after I had bought it. It was uh, people were saying, "Oh yeah, mine's come warped and it, it scratched and or right, it's super, you know, <clears throat> you know all this uh, surface noise." But that wasn't the case at all for my copy, no. and I assume it was the same for yours. Yeah, yeah. So it was good. Great stuff. Amazon uses got? these mailers that that are like impossible to 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 dent up because the corners. They have extra cardboard extending out of the corners. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I don't understand how people get their packages all fucked up sometimes. I've never <laughs> had a package fucked up. So I, I get I get my... I've had my my vinyl come in four different ways for Amazon. So the one way was just a normal mailer, like you said, with like the the ends, the extra ends at the, at the points. And then I've had it where it comes in the normal record mailer inside of a box with, you know wrap it like you know the airbags in it yeah and then i've had it come in a mailer inside of a plastic bag and then the worst was when i got fuck what did i get the um uh what's the beastie boys record second record what am i thinking right now paul's yeah paul's boutique i got paul's boutique from amazon and it came with no mailer it just came with just the record he just dropped off the record with a packing slip on the front of it on the front oh, of that's the, right. They slapped the, the fucking sticker on yeah. it. Yeah, no mailer at all. He just fucking dropped the record off in, at my front door. Dude, that was so the weirdest bad. one. I couldn't believe it. That was stupid. That's that's pretty bad. <laughs> Very stupid. All right, so what else you got? Uh, BT Bam, The Great Misdirect. Ah, uh, yes, the one I should have kept. They're fifth from 2009, and uh, it's on this cool, like, like translucent orange that matches the cover, and it's 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 a good pressing. It sounds fantastic, but this is um, yeah, this still this this still has like a lot of the novelties of of like colors and a lot of a lot of like the weird genre mashups, but otherwise mm-hmm. it's it's not like conceptual like colors was, and then there's there's a lot of like long songs in this one. There's only six songs, and it's it's over an hour long, and the last track is <laughs> is over 18 minutes, so. There is that that conceptualness to it, but it's not back to back to back like colors was. 
It's just a solid mm-hmm. like prog metal album. It's just fucking good. It just rips. It's fantastic. I know. Got and that we did, one from Glass House. When we did, when we did, uh, what do we do on the pod? Hmm? Why? What do you mean? Uh, for whatever reason, I listened to all of BTVM stuff because I thought we had done BTVM on the pod, but maybe it was just because I had bought we colors. Did, we did. No, we did. Uh, we did BT. We did colors once, but it was like very early on on the podcast. It was probably like episode maybe thirty something. It was super super early on. Yeah, I remember that. But there's a reason why I listened to all of BT Bam stuff because I I had always thought that Alaska was my favorite, or Colors my favorite. Oh, Alaska was right next to it, just because Alaska is like that's what got me into BT Bam. Like Selkies was the first song that I heard by BT Bam, and that's what got me into it. And so that I think maybe just the vinyl thing, and then picking up Colors for really really cheap. I listened to all their albums again, and my rankings <laughs> definitely changed. Like Alaska is not a top three BT Bam at all. It's so good though. It is really good. It's just it's it's their first album, really, because that's yeah with the with the lineup. Like that's their first album, and there's a lot of there's a lot of different sounds on Alaska that are not that are not like like fleshed out properly. That's true. That's true. So whatever. But yeah, I'm glad you should have kept this because this is fucking. This is a really good I record. Know, it was stupid. I sh- I don't know why I didn't. I think it. W- I think you know what it was. I think when I went to Glass House that day, I'd spent a lot of money. On both you and I, so I just I couldn't at the time. I thought oh, I've spent too much today or this week, and then I kind of forgot about it until I brought it out to your house. Completely forgot that I got it for you. That's that's but, what that's what happens. That's why I didn't take that alone when I bought it for you, and that's why I didn't take the red is because I was already buying three hundred dollars <laughs> worth of Weezer. <laughs> Otherwise, like I for sure would have picked up the red. The forty bucks? Are you kidding me? Of course I would have picked it up. It's silly. I'm so I, glad I have red. And I should have picked it up. I, I really want it now. But you got a loan, so that's fine. I got a lot. I got a lot. Um, <laughs> Neil Young. I got two Neil Youngs here. First, Homegrown. We've yes. talked about this extensively. Early release or early recording, but late release. And it's damn near perfect. It's amazing. I don't want to talk about that too much because we already know it's great. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk about this one called Reactor? Reactor is the 11th album from 81, his second album in the 80s. This came out right before Trans. So there's a lot of. I mean, it's very, very, very minimal, but there's a lot of that type of sound there. But like, it's in its yeah. infancy stages. There's a little teeny, teeny, tiny bit, and there's also there's like two songs on this album that I just I really could just do without. I don't think they're very good, but dude, the other mm. songs are unreal, unreal. There's this <laughs> there's this nine minute jam called T Bone, and like vocally, all he does is say one line. He says, "Mashed potato ain't got no T Bone." <laughs> that, is, that is it and it just goes through like the cycles of everyone takes a turn to solo and it's so fucking good it's so amazing and it pisses me off how dumb like those lyrics are but how amazing the song is that is pretty terrible that's pretty fucking stupid I, I know they have that I know they have that record at White Rabbit for like six dollars dude you gotta pick this up if not just for that one nine minute jam ain't got no T-bone that's how he says it mashed potatoes ain't got no T-bone over and over and over <laughs> it's very stupid and he rips dude like this is this is kind of like the best I've ever heard him solo or jam on a studio recording okay alright cause he doesn't really jam Longer than like a minute or two, but this one's nine minutes, and so he really goes at it. <laughs> I'm really interested in this. <laughs> it's really good. It pisses me. My God, it makes me so mad. It's like everything this guy does is just gold. 
fucking but I, I do really like that that we've really for the most part we've tried to only listen to Neil Young on vinyl like we won't go online and listen to his records no, on Spotify he may, he's not on Spotify anymore but when he was we were still kind of I only listened to one album on Spotify that I didn't have on vinyl and that was Harvest Moon yeah I listened to Harvest Moon didn't really like it but well it's nice ah, damn. I, mean, I mean at least for me like it's nice that that we've exhausted the 70s kind of to this point yeah because yeah, we yeah. pretty much have almost everything there is to have and now we're kind of venturing off slowly like putting our little toes in the water of the 80s and i really like the trans album but yeah, now I don't, I don't know why but the album after trans is, is supposedly like his worst and one of the worst ever written like that rockabilly one he did which if i ever seen it for like ten dollars i'd still buy it because i really want to hear it i thought you did hear it you did listen to it no i never i, I haven't listened to it yet oh i thought you did I thought you did, and you said it was really terrible. Nothing I've heard from Neil did. Young is terrible, except for his first album. I really don't like that one. That's a good record. Eh. It's good. Eh. Ain't got no T-bone. <laughs> That's how he says it. Oh, it's so good. Six bucks. Pick it up. Ah, okay. Okay, I will. Next time I go over there. <laughs> okay. Next thing I got here, uh, Shout Out the Devil. Uh, mm-hmm. By by the Motley Crews, by all of them. This is uh, their 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 second from uh, eighty three, eighty three, and this was just in like a lot that I got from God. I cannot believe he gave me all these records for ten dollars. It's it's unreal. And so <laughs> I was like, okay, this is pretty clean. It had like a big old like mark on it, which is why he mm-hmm. probably didn't keep it. But like I cleaned it. And, and the mark went away almost entirely, but you could still kind of see it. And then it played fine. A little bit of surface noise, but yeah, like come on, this is this is in the it's in a the classic, con- honestly. In the condition that it's in, it's it's like a fifteen dollar record. So, it's but um, it's and cool. You got it for cents for, for free essentially because I already sold one yeah. record in the whole lot for ten dollars. So the lot was paid for, <laughs> and I still have a bunch Put of ACDC Van Halen. Oh, I sold an ACDC record. It was oh, all okay. fucked up too. It was all ripped and torn, but it was worth money. God, that's it's crazy. It's stupid. He he gave me this Guns N' Roses album. It's called like Live Guns N' Roses or something like that. In mint condition, it's like an eighty dollar record. But even in the condition he gave it to me, like I'm still gonna try and sell it for like twenty five dollars. Because the record's fine, but the jacket's all fucked up. But the cheapest on Discogs is still like thirty bucks in worse condition than mine. I mean, you'll for sure be able to. To get twenty five bucks for that, crazy. Without it's crazy. So yeah, I I got Motley Crue here. Um, I'm pretty good. I I I would probably would never get anything else besides Motley Crue. And this, even this too, once my collection fills up, this is probably going to be a purgeable one. But for now, it's fucking fun. Why does it be purgeable? It's not great. It's not ah, great. It's fun. It's fun. Of course, it's fun. I just said it was fun, but it's not great. And I never. I never like thought Tommy Lee was like the best drummer ever, but I always thought like you know maybe like Tommy Lee's better than I people like give him credit for, and he, he's not. He's really yeah, not. I know. I don't. I've never understood his appeal outside of his personal shenanigans. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's he's fine. There's nothing yeah, wrong exactly. with his drumming, but it's not. There's nothing extraordinary about it at all. He, he's just a good drummer. He's a good drummer. <laughs> yeah, he's a solid drummer. That's it. That is it. But everybody else too, like in the like, there's nobody in this band that I thought was was really good. Even even Mick like Mars uh, would be the closest. The, the, I would say he's the most talented in the band. 
I would say Nikki Six because Nikki Six is like writing is all the it? music. Yeah, I guess. And there are some really cool songs on here, and songs that I really, really liked. And I was like, "Oh, this is really fucking cool," and I, I enjoy this because it's, it's kind of like, it's it's glam metal, but it's more bass and heavy metal, but yeah. it's too dumb to be true heavy metal. Therefore, it is glam metal. That's you know <laughs> what I mean. That's the way I see it. Yeah, I know. I get it. I get it. And yeah, it's fun. It's it's fun stuff. It is. And I, I do I, I do have their next album too, Theater of Pain, which has uh, smoking in the boys' room. But I haven't even, I haven't even tried to put it on yet because I'm just, I'm just, I don't want to sit through that. (laughs) I don't want. I have, I have girls, 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 (laughs) and that that's actually a really good record too. I don't want to devalue "Shout at the Devil" by listening to "Theater of Pain" because that "Smoke (laughs) in the Boys' Room" song is so stupid. That's good. It's fun. It's so stupid. It's stupid, but it's fun. It's not even their song. Like dumb. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Who cares? Dumb. Dumb. Who cares? I care. Uh, just one more, and then my pick. Just the other one here is uh, Limp Biscuit. Oof. All right. Red Man, Meth Man. What do you got on this one? This is uh, Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water. These are uh, we we bought some boots, but you know, fuck them. Who cares? It's not like our money would go to to Fred Durst anyway. Had we bought the four hundred dollar copy on Discog, so it wasn't matter. True. True. But yeah, we bought some unofficial pressings, and they were cheap, and they sound great. They sound fantastic. I think the sound quality is 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 top notch. I have no problems with them. I don't have the best system, but I have no problems with them whatsoever. And just yeah. my God, this is such a fucking good album. It's so good. It's so fun. And like, dude, the more the more we we fully embrace Fred as the, the long con man, like the more you can hear it. Like he's been telling <laughs> us the whole time. All yeah, the, I know. Throughout this entire <laughs> album, it's a joke. And from the opening to the closing, like everything about it's a fucking joke. He's been telling us in very subtle and kind of nuanced and, and, intel- and intelligent ways that this whole thing's a joke. And I love it. I do too. And you my favorite my favorite motherfucker. I think my favorite part now is like I don't know oh, why, I but I love the ending with Ben Stiller. It's so fucking funny. Then and then they <laughs> loop his stupid laugh. They go <laughs> <laughs> over and over and over. <laughs> God, I I listened to that second part of that twice because that because it goes into that Stephen Jenkins fucking phone call, which is kind of boring. So then I I pull I pulled it up and then restarted it so I can listen to the Ben Stiller part. And then he says he he makes fun of Fred Durst. He says, "Oh yeah, dude, Limp Bizkit's so fat, you know, fat like PH fat because you guys are so cool slashing people's asses with chainsaws. Oh, it's so great. Oh yeah, That's, oh god, it was so funny. And then Fred is like sitting there laughing, taking it, thinking it's hilarious." <laughs> Slashing people's asses with chainsaws. <laughs> it's really, I mean, when you think about it, yeah, the lyrics are really fucking dumb. <laughs> oh, I can't even, I, dude, I was laughing so hard. It was so good. <laughs> I'm so happy we bought this. This is a good purchase. Yeah, this too. is a good one. This is a good one. We almost missed it, too. Remember, I, I even set my alarm to get it? Yeah. And then and then it was like 12 or 2, and we're like, fuck, totally forgot. But we get, we got We got we him, baby. We got him. We got one off. All right. Yeah. So that was great. <laughs> Happy I got that one. Um, but yeah, that leads me to my weekly pick. My weekly, my weekly pick is this band called Griffin. Uh, and I never even heard of this band up until we went to Uncle Aldo's Attic, local record <laughs> shop, and I saw Griffin's first album, and the cover art was really cool looking. It looked, it was like a majestic, colorful Griffin, but it, it just looked really Renaissance era. It looked really cool and 
mythical, mythological, mythical. Is that a, a word? Mythical? Yeah, mythical. Yeah. Mystical. Shake mythical. No, no, a mythical creature. Yeah. Now, now we say mythical a lot. It sounds like I'm like, doing my like th- 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 like you with the myth- <laughs> mythical, <laughs> mythical, mythical. That sounds mythical. weird. I don't like that. Weird. That's when one. When you that's, say it too much, yeah. That that's one of them words. Okay. It's like Kyle. Kyle, mythical Kyle, mythical. mythical oh, dude, Kyle. mythical is bad. <laughs> mythical is bad. That may be even worse than Kyle. Yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah, mythical because he sounds like you have a lisp. <laughs> but yeah, I, I saw I saw their uh, first album, but it was forty bucks, and then I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for that kind of commitment. So I didn't even buy the the other one too. The one that I got is called Red Queen to Griffin Three. So dumb. Oh, what a dumb <laughs> yeah, what a dumb title. Oh my god. It's their, it's their third album, nineteen seventy four. But I ended up listening to part of the first track because there's only four songs. And yeah, it's it's forty minutes long. So I listened to part of, of the first track and oh, this is fucking great. So I went back and bought it. And and I love it. This is a, <laughs> dude, this is a band this band's so fucking weird. This is this is a band that released five albums in five years in the mid seventies, like seventy two to seventy seven or whatever it was, and then disappeared yeah. for forty years. And then released another oh. album in 2018. <laughs> Fucking weird, right? That is really strange. It's How like bizarre. that band uh, Carmen, right? Remember Carmen? Yeah. They put out like three records in two years and then completely disappeared until like the mid-90s or something. So good. Oh, God. That, that Fandango's in Space by Carmen, that is so fucking good. Yeah, it's really good. But this is, um, this is, this is heavy prog rock with folk rock and renaissance sounds. And like I said, it's only four songs. It's 40 minutes overall. And supposedly, like it's loosely based on a, the concept of a, of a chess match. I don't get none of that. There's no vocals. It's all just music. So I don't know how you possibly get that <laughs> anyway. They just make it up a story, like a retro. Yeah, it's, make it up a story. Yeah, right? exactly. It's stupid. But but like the big takeaways are there's a lot of really really cool pacing changes throughout the record, and there's some cool instruments such as like the bassoon. They, there's heavy use of the bassoon, which is mm. something that was just like unheard of in prog rock in the early to mid 70s and this this other instrument too that i've never heard of called the crumb horn you, mm-hmm. you ever heard of, heard of a crumb horn no let's look it up real quick so so it looks like a, a cane like like the old timey dancers like the tap oh. dancers charlie chaplin cane it looks like a cane it's a reed yeah. it's a capped reed instrument so it means that like you're not blowing directly into the reed the reed is in in like a chamber, so you're blowing into the chamber, which blows air into the reed. So you have no control over the volume of the instrument. It's either basically it's on or off, which is <laughs> kind of weird. But the cremorne is a yeah. Renaissance era instrument that was like lost, lost in time for centuries until bands like Griffin brought it back in like the late '60s and '70s to use in their music and give the music like a more authentic feel. And it has a very distinctive sound, and it's kind of an annoying sound too, but. <laughs> But when you hear it, like after reading it about it, it does look like it, a cane too. Yeah, yeah, it looks exactly like a king. And then after That's reading about weird. it and hearing in the in the in the album, I was like, "Oh, this is actually really fucking cool," and I love this. That's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love love these guys. Love the oh, Griffins. Man. The Gryffindors. <laughs> the Gryffindors. Yes. All right. So here's a. I'm gonna play a little bit of the song called "Opening Move." This is a almost 10 minute song, but I'm going to play like a minute and a half of it. So here it is from uh, Griffin, Gryffindor.
There you go, Griffin and the song Opening Move. That is that is <laughs> a lot of renaissance move. right there. <laughs> like I, I even texted you last night when you posted this. I said within five seconds I just went, Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> so stupid. <laughs> I honestly I really, really, uh, really like this. I, this is this is fantastic. I think it's so goddamn good. I mean, yeah, it's fine. It's it's not bad, but just not really my thing. Fun to listen to every once in a while, but it's it's uh, like it's saving grace is the fact they don't sing. Like, there's just no yeah, way you yeah, can yeah. you can sing this style of music without being a complete joke. <laughs> that sounded like an asshole. It is, but like, really, like, what are you what are you gonna sing? Green sleeves, like that type of singing. It's just you're gonna sound stupid, or <laughs> it's pretentious. True. It's totally true. Oh my god. Whatever. Glad you liked it. Griffin. And so wait, yeah, you said that you you saw it, went home, listened to it, one of the songs, then went back and bought it, right? Not the same day, but eventually, yeah. Because I knew nobody was yeah. going to buy it. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I probably um, won't buy their first album though, because their first album is like an album and it's it's full of songs, like oh, with vocals. I don't know. There's vocals, but this this is only four tracks in this album. Their first album has like fifteen tracks, and they're between oh. two to three minutes. And what I like a lot about this kind of style of prog music is just how 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 long it takes to get into something, like the journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can't imagine two minutes long, three minute song of prog is is going to be very great without having great songwriters. That's true. That's very true. And the way you said five albums in five years, right? Yeah, five albums in five years, and then took a forty year break and then <laughs> released one in two thousand eighteen. So you didn't even listen to any anything else that might have been more prog related? No, nothing. No. Okay. All right. Well, we did it. We got through your picks. That's all I got. Got through baby. all your vinyl. I thought I thought I thought it was gonna I thought you were gonna have more, but that was whatever. eight things, dude. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Well, nine things including my pick. No, okay, that's true, yeah. That's very Fucking true. Fucking guy. <laughs> All right, now let's get into my stuff real quick. Uh, <clears throat> the first thing here is from Chuck Berry. Picked up his record, the London the London Chuck Berry Sessions. Uh, this was done in well, technically this is his sixteenth album. It came out in nineteen seventy two, and really the only reason why he did this was because Howlin' Wolf did this the the year before, and it was like really popular. And then Muddy Waters did it, so then Chuck Berry decided to go and do it too. And the first side is just recorded in the studio. The second side has like a 10-minute version of Dingling, which I'd never heard that song before. What? But apparently you said it's like really popular. Dude, and friend of the pod, Aaron Dillon, he's just singing all the time at Christmas karaoke. I don't karaoke. remember that. Like several times. That. Oh, I love that song. It's so fucking good. <laughs> I think it's all the crowd going, the crowd interaction and all that kind of stuff. It's so, it's, 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 it's. It's fantastic. It's funny. It's disgusting and creepy, all in one package. It's everything. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Oh man! And then the the last song is a live version of Johnny Be Good because you got to do it. You got to do it to him. So was um, it was it worth the five dollars you paid for it? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's why I got it. Yeah, it's five dollars. You wouldn't get it for five dollars. No, I did get it. My, but like mine was like fourteen. Oh, uh, oh, was it really that much? Yeah, I bought mine at Nichols too for like fourteen bucks. <laughs> so I was so irritated. And I got mine from the same exact store for five dollars. Yeah, what the fuck? Oh, I love it. I love it. 
All right. So this next one, uh, this one you got for me from Aldo's, Uncle Aldo's Attic. And it's uh, Martin Denny and his 34th record came out in 1969. <laughs> he put out 34 records in 11 years. So uh, over 34 records, I should say. And this one is the exotic, exotic Moog, exotic Moog, however you pronounce that stupid word. And um, this is the one I've been looking for. It's pretty much just the very beginning just because of the title. And, uh, and you found it, and you listened to it, and you almost kept it. And I'm glad you did not keep it. So, I wanted to listen to it again when you were here, but we, we forgot. Yeah, well, we were, we were very busy last weekend. We were busy. We had a lot of shit. That was the busiest I've ever been when we got out to Arizona. I know, it's too much. It was too much. Honestly, it was too much. <laughs> I mean, on it, I mean, it really wasn't. But knowing that you don't do a lot, like you just kind of chill most of the time, like it wasn't that busy, dude. For I, like me, but I, I know I for you it was a lot. I don't understand like what people do with their lives, <laughs> like if they have any free time, because that was like miserable. There was just <laughs> way too much miserable. stuff. Right? I just I it felt wasn't like miserable. We I felt like we had time. so I we had so many commitments that we were like. Com- committed to like it had no time to do anything fun it, it was just all it was all work it was work <laughs> what are you talking about we party we, we went record shopping we partied on friday on saturday yeah, but we had to we leave the yucca tap room early because we had to go to a fucking wedding it's like we couldn't yeah, even like true. really really enjoy it it took me like like we it might not even happen because i had to find someone to pick up the kids from school and then i had to like figure out whether or not like like the kids are gonna be okay by themselves for a couple minutes because she had to go to a meeting and just all this work I don't want to do all this work to have fun. <laughs> it should, no, it's silly. I don't do anything I mean, normally, but, so that's why. Yeah, yeah. It really <laughs> wasn't. I mean, had, had it been planned better, like had you planned this a couple days prior, it wouldn't have been as stressful. Even though everything, it wasn't stressful. Everything was planned to a T. Well, that's not true. Um, <laughs> but it was fun. It was still fun. But anyway, back to this one. Martin Denny, Exotic Moog. Exotic Moog. Moog. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is exactly what you would expect. It is exotica music, but done with a synthesizer, Moog synthesizer. And then from what I read, the rumor is Martin Denny didn't actually play on this record. Oh, dang. He pretty much just used his name. I forgot who, who it was that, that is rumored to have, have actually played on it, but yeah, apparently Martin Denny did not play on this one. <laughs> that's, the, that's the rumor. I don't know. It's still good? No, it's, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. I mean... No, this is this is really really good. I listened to it twice this week. So I really I really dug this one, and obviously, if you see it again, you got to pick up a copy for yourself. I, it was that good. Yeah, it was funny because when I seen that there, I I immediately picked it up, and it was in like my arm. I was carrying her around, and then Desi, the store owner, was like, "Oh, dude, I just got this in. Check this out." I was like, "What do you got?" And he was like flipping through the record. He's like, "Where the fuck did I put it?" And I was like, "What are you looking for?" He's like, "I just, I just got this new Moog Martin Denny in." I was like, "Oh, this one?" And I showed him. He's like, "Oh, you already fucking got it." I said, yeah, bro, come on. <laughs> Cause that's like the only time he gets excited is about this kind of shit. <laughs> is the weird shit. Also, knowing I'm the only one that comes into that store and ever buys Martin Denny. It's true. So I, I, I doubt anybody ever buys that any of his fucking records unless it's maybe Exotica. But then he also has like seven copies of that. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, I got that one. Uh, this next thing here, we, I mean, we already talked about it, the Modest Mouse record, the Lonesome Crowded West, mm. the one from VMP. And, I mean, just like, like all VMP presses, uh, everything is so well-packaged and so good and such high quality. It's hard to knock them. It really is hard to knock this fucking website. But, 
you do yeah. every week, every or every I know month. I, I know every I know, month. I, know I do. Every month I do. I, I, you're totally right. But they do put out quality shit. It's so annoying. <laughs> Not annoying, but you know, I'm conflicted sometimes. All right. So uh, listen to that one. We already talked about it, so I'm not going to go any further on that. Uh, next few things here, next three things actually, all are from Weezer. So uh, this next one is, uh, if you're wondering, uh, the seven inch, the song, the single for that. Uh, this is off of Ratitude. Uh, the song is off of Ratitude from 2009. If you don't know this song, it's a top five Weezer. It's like, the song is so fucking good, right? We both <laughs> have this single. It's fantastic. It's such a good <laughs> song. It's so stupid. Yeah. And I got the picture disc version. There, I think there's only two versions of the single, the picture disc and then the one that you have. Yeah. And then the one I have on the B side is a live version of uh, Should I Stay or Should I Go from The Clash, which is really cool. That, I never heard that version. I never heard them play that song before. So yeah, that was no, super I've, cool. I've never heard it either, and that was fantastic. I, I have like a Partridge Family fucking cover on mine, which is good. <laughs> but I didn't but buy I, I didn't buy the picture disc because I thought, oh, a picture disc. I'm so scared of them. But had I known it was a Clash cover, I would have bought both of them. Yeah, it was good. It's really good. And the song is so good. And I don't care to buy the full-length record, the Ratitude, because Ratitude's not a good record. So that's why I got the single. So got that uh, one. It's pretty expensive, too. So It was like, what, 10 bucks? Ratitude? Oh, Ratitude. Oh, I thought you meant the, the Oh, seven. no. Yeah, yeah. Ratitude's pretty. It was like $120. Yeah, it was like $90, right? It was like $125. Was it? Oh, yeah. Fuck that. Maybe if it was like $10, I might pick it up. But, you know. Come uh, on. Would you not pick it up for ten dollars? Well, I'd pick it up for thirty dollars. It's oh, not stupid. It's not bad. It's a not a good record. It's not a bad record. That was like the beginning of the end of Weezer. Was that album? Okay, that's fair. But it's still good, right? I mean, because that was when like they they kind of they full went into that that full pop mode. No, you hear on I, Pacific Daydream, White Black. I don't. I don't disagree. But no. it's still not bad. It's bad. Everything, everything after this, besides Van Weezer and OK Human too, that's pretty good. But everything else yeah. is his trash. Honestly, White Album, Teal Album, Black Album, and Pacific Daydream, <laughs> all trash. Hurley's good. Hurley's, Hurley's good. good. Not great, but it's good. Death to False Metal's good. Oh, okay. and everything will be all right in the end. That one came out. Oh after yeah, Ratitude that's also. Their second best record. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's not their second. God. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> but you would say that's our third at least, right? Third best. Um. I mean, we'll do Weezer again. I, I'm I'm gonna listen to them all and re-rank them. So we'll okay. see what happens. Okay. Yeah, but it's definitely it's top. One. It's for sure, no question, top four. No way it's going below four ever. Oh, okay. Well, but it could it we'll could climb. That. It could climb as high as three. I just I there's no way it's gonna break blue or Pinkerton levels. There's no way. I mean, we it's, we'll change that in the next couple weeks. It's we'll not. That. It's good. It's not that good though. You just you, you you're fooling right. yourself. All right, I think you're just too stuck in the old ways, but that's fine. Some <laughs> like, of us, I'm, some of us can grow up and not be, you know, emotionally underdeveloped. But I'm um, like a Jedi. I'm I'm like a Jedi. I'm stuck in my old ways. That's it. Things are black and white. <laughs> All right. Um, so the next thing I have here is uh, the Pinkerton Deluxe, the Deluxe version of Pinkerton. You got this for me from Nickel Double Nickels and. Uh, yeah, this is really cool. I, the, the only thing which I totally agree with you on is is the sequencing. The track sequencing is terrible. I know it's, it's so, so bad. It's fucking awful. It, I can like what were the, wh- I anybody who decided why? to sequence sequences this way it makes no sense. 
And and another thing that that really annoyed me, not actually, I, it did really annoy me. There's like five different versions of the Good Life on this fucking record. Yeah. You know, there's like two acoustic versions and like three live versions. Like I don't. It's a obviously an amazing song, but I don't need to hear it five times. <laughs> they pretty much all sound the same. So that was kind of annoying to me too. Otherwise, yeah. the B sides fantastic, and uh, and you know it's Pinkerton. I mean, one of the greatest rec- records of all time. So oh, it's the greatest record of all time. But okay, yeah. you're saying a lot of you're, you're saying a lot of stupid shit that you're going to regret later. So. I would never regret saying Pinkerton. I tell people all the time that Pinkerton is the greatest album that has ever been written. And they just roll their eyes. It is the it is the peak of of human like efficiency in regards to like writing music, composing music, creating art. <laughs> It is the peak. People talk like the Mona Lisa or or or, or the Van Buren, right? <laughs> what? The Vincent Van Buren. <laughs> it's all trash compared to Pinkerton. Fucking trash. <coughs> trash. Garbage. Picasso. Um, Picasso. No. <laughs> Why? That you're you're on I'll, one. You're I'll, on one. That's I'll keep him sure. coming, baby. I'll keep him coming. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, I got the the deluxe version of Pinkerton, and then this last thing, the thing that you regret not keeping, is Red Weezer's mm. Red record, Red album. Uh, their sixth album from uh, two thousand eight, June two thousand eight, and um, I mean, we both agree this this record is absolutely amazing. We listened to this record together when I was out there last weekend, and um, or we listened to half of it at least. <laughs> we we kind of yeah. like. We wouldn't watch Wedding Crashers, I think, right? Something like we that. Just, we just had too much to do. We had too much yeah, to do, and we're like, okay, we got it, we got it, we got to, we got to cut something at some point. Yeah. So we got we got through half half of it, but whatever. This record's great. I listened to it this week, and um, this is also one of my favorite Weezer records. It's so diverse. It's so weird. I mean, this is the only, pretty much the only record that they've done where all the band members have had like significant songwriting credits, and they each have their own song to sing. Which is uh, it was really cool, and there's some. I mean, I think one of the best songs on this is uh, is uh, I think it's a Scott Schreiner song. It's the Cold Dark World. Mm. That one, I love that song so much. I think. Well, but, I, th- uh, I I I think he was the only person to not write his own song too. I think I think Rivers helped him. Did Rivers help him with that one? I don't yeah, because because Brian Bell had his own bands. Like he's been writing music. Yeah, he had true. two different bands, and Pat Wilson obviously knows how to write songs, play guitar, do everything else. I think Scott yeah. Schreiner is the only one that had Rivers help him with the with the song. I think you're right. Which is I fine. You're right. Yeah. I do yeah, have the I pork mean, and bean yeah. single. The what? I, I do have the pork and bean single. Oh, that's right. You do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's on the B side of that one? Um, It's a cover, too. I can't remember what it was. Oh, Our Friends Electric. That's Oh, that's funny, too. Just a quick like side note is after... Days after I bought the, the 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 single for Pork and Beans with that song Our Friends Electric, I was watching Fringe, and the original yeah. version came on. I was like, "What the fuck? This sounds so familiar." Yeah, I like, and, th- and then I thought like, "This sounds like the Weezer song." I was like, Holy fuck, was that a cover? And I looked it up, and sure enough, it was Weezer covered this song. I thought it was really cool. It was kind of weird too. How it all kind of just got there at once. Yeah, but you shouldn't be watching Fringe. That's another thing. Get out of here. I'm not even going to fucking go into this again with your stupid ass. So, <laughs> so yeah, the Red Album, great fucking record. Get into it if you haven't already. But you'll probably hate it because I feel like a lot of people would hate this record. It's uh, it, it definitely takes more listens to kind of really get into. 
and even pork and beans like on the surface pork and beans can be like a throwaway song especially coming off of like the coattails of of uh beverly hills like yeah. beverly hills is fucking trash and so you listen to pork and beans and you think okay this is just another pop hit but it's a fucking fantastic song it really is i mean there's a lot of pop elements on red anyway who cares it's fucking good. That's good. We'll probably. Do, I, I want to. I do want to do red. We've never done. I don't think we've ever we done did red. red. We did red. Did with, we did red. Uh, we did red with friend of the pod, David. Oh, you're right. We did. We did. We did. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, we did. We did Pinkerton Blue with him, and then we did red with him like a few months later. I think it was. Yeah, we've we done. We've done all the all the goodies, right? We've done but not in the new format. We haven't done it in the new format. That is the true. Proper format. That so, is true. The only format that matters. Um, <laughs> all right. So I got a few things left. Uh, Black Sabbath picked up this from Aldo's. A little bit pricey for me uh, for something that's used like this, but it's Black Sabbath's Black Sabbath. Their debut record came out in 1970. I've been looking for this particular version because it is the U.S. version of it, so it has a different track listing on the second side. Uh, the U.K. version has two cover songs and then like another one of their songs, which is not on the U.S. version, and then the U.S. version is like, it, it's so much better. The UK version's good, but the US track listing is so much better. Wicked World starts outside B, and Wicked World is one of their best songs, easily. And this is the this is this version was the one that I grew up listening to, and I grew up really loving. So when I first started collecting records, I bought the UK version, not even looking at the track listing, just assuming it was going to be the US version. Then I got home and like, what the fuck is this? I was so I was just so taken aback by it, but. Finally picked up the U.S. version. It never really goes for cheap for whatever reason. Represses, original versions especially, are very expensive. But I got this repress. It's tw- from 2010. It's a 2010 repress. And, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, it plays great. I mean, it's the the jacket itself is immaculate. It's Everything is perfect about this. Like, no no issues at all with it. So, very happy with this purchase. There you go, baby. You finally got your, uh, your little... Your little grill there. I got this. Yeah, I know. I mean, I honestly, my Black Sabbath is now fully complete. <laughs> it is. I, I, I need nothing else from Black Sabbath. I'm totally good to go. All right. So the next four things <laughs> are all from the same band. What? So I went a little. I went a little crazy if, a couple weeks ago, and there was a kind of a sale going on on Amazon for a System of a Down records, except for oh, Toxicity. Yeah. So I don't. I didn't prior to. A couple weeks ago, I didn't have any System of a Down record, so I'm, I just bought them all, uh, except for Toxicity, because like I said, that wasn't on there. And Why would you not just it, buy it? Because it's not on there. It wasn't on Amazon. Oh, it wasn't on there at all? No, no, it wasn't on there at all. <laughs> and, then I, and then on Discogs, like, the cheapest copy is like 40 45 bucks. What? So Yeah, right? And it used, when I used to see it at stores, it was like always 20 22 bucks. Yeah, all day. But, <clears throat> but the, all these System records were very, very, very cheap. So I got them all. So I got the self-titled from 98, Steal This Album from 2002, Mesmerize and Hypnotize from 2005. And, uh, I mean, if you've heard System of a Down, you know, you know all these records are fucking damn near perfect, if not perfect, right? Well, yeah, most right? of them. You bought right? four of them. 75% of those records, yes, are damn near perfect. <laughs> I don't know why you hate hypnotized so much it makes no sense besides besides like i think there's one track on this really really good everything else is pretty just it's it's whatever it's just it's meh meh right, whatever it's stupid 
but yeah, I, I went through. I just went crazy and I listened to all of them consecutively in a row, and it was great, great stuff. So, got those four records. Love them, love them to death. And uh, this next one we already talked about is uh, Limp Biscuits, Chocolate Starfish, and uh, I mean, you've said we've talked about it already, so no need to go further on that one. So good. And this last one is my pick of the week. It comes from the band Animals as Leaders, and I've talked about them on the pod. Uh, quite a bit actually, and um, you've always thought that you've always been kind of indifferent. Like you've always thought they're good, but not really your thing. And I get it. I get it. It's. I mean, it's really heavy instrumental, like heavy metal music. Um, also known as Gent, which most of that music sucks. <laughs> but uh, they put out a new record called Parisia. I think that's how it's pronounced. Came out last week, and I actually got this on time. I got this the day the album came out. And that was the, the first time I listened to it was on vinyl. So that was awesome. And yeah, I'm totally stoked on this. I've listened to this like maybe four times since I got it already. I think this record is really good. Really, really, really good. And um, yeah, just go check them out. I mean, I've seen them live and they, I saw them open for Thrice like in 2012, 2013 or something like that. And they just put on just such a cool show. And being an instrumental band, just three people, it's crazy how big of a sound that they have and they're just so extremely talented and what they've kind of, what they've like kind of created and, and, and revolutionized with the guitar is just fucking remarkable. Like in this day and age for what Tosa Nabasi has been able to do with the guitar is unreal. It's fucking unreal. So yeah, I'm going to play a little bit of the song called Gordian Knot. All right. So here's uh here's a little bit of the, the song Gordian Knot <laughs> from, uh, from animals as leaders. There we go. Gordian Knot from Animals as Leaders. 
the final track on their newest record. So what do you think of this one? I really got to like give them... I think I just need to sit down and listen to like an album through and through, beginning to end. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of elements here that I like. There's a lot of like like stuff that I like BT Bam for doing. And I can hear the same type of things they're doing here. But f- for whatever reason, I just I, I dismiss this band. And honestly, it's just... <laughs> I have no reasoning for it. There's no excuse for it. I think I just need to... I think you just need to sit down with it and really listen to it through and through. Because there's no reason why like I should idolize BT Bam and then dismiss a band like this. doesn't make any yeah, sense. That's a good point. I mean, I will say, though, with BT Bam, they do, they do a lot of genre hopping that Animals as Leaders don't do. But what Animals as Leaders do, not only do they have a really crazy heavy sound, but they also it's very melodic at times, too. Yeah. But it sometimes, it sometimes runs on like maybe the jazz fusion kind of thing. So maybe that's kind of what turned you off because at, at certain points I could feel it kind of riding that jazz fusion line. Like you'll, you'll see at NAMM show, you know, like that kind of shit. Yeah. But then it'll go right back into something like super fucking cool. And like I was saying, these guys play eight string guitars and they utilize every fucking string in every part of the, uh, the fretboard. I mean, they, <laughs> they're fucking great. And just the, the style that they do is just, it's called thumping what they do with their thumb. It's so fucking cool, man. Like like all of these parts, like if you told me that these guys play, hey dude, this band is really cool. They play like jet music, but they're really good, and they play eight string guitars. Like all of that just is so fucking annoying. <laughs> I just know, and I on paper I agree it's with so you. annoying. <laughs> I totally agree with you. I hate the genre so much. I think it's so stupid, and it's so convoluted. And oh, I hate I hate that genre of music. But there's something about this band that to me it just stands out so much from most gent bands. And I think the big thing is that is that it's instrumental and that there are no vocals. And I think that's a big plus for that because it's hard to put vocals to this kind of music without it sounding cheesy. That's, that's how I think, that's how I feel about it. And I really should but, listen to him because Nick likes them a lot. He likes them in Periphery, which I think kind of a similar yeah, style. Periphery's sometimes. not as technical, but Periphery's cool. They're fine. They're whatever. Yeah, he likes both of those bands. So maybe, maybe, maybe this week I will, I will, I will make a good effort. You should. To you get should. to them, I mean, it's they're they're so technical too, to where when what was it was it the the G three or the G five that big guitar concert that they used to do every year? Yeah. So it was I think maybe two twenty sixteen or something like that. Tosin Abasi was on that as one of the guitar players, and normally they have like a house band that learns all the songs that all the guitar players are going to play, and then they 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 learn the songs and then play along with the guitar players. But with the animals as leader songs, they could not find a drummer that could play the parts like well enough to where they actually had to get Matt Gartska, the drummer for animals as leaders, to play on the tour and learn everybody else's songs because nobody else could play his parts. And I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was actually really cool. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. So there you go. Animals as leaders. Great band. Look him up. Just look up Tosin Obasi, and he has so many videos of him just kind of showing you his technique his very unique technique and uh yeah good stuff great i'm stuff. just uh, i'm just happy that you're waiting for vinyl releases now to listen to an album through and through i know i know this is the first this is the first one and 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 then now that you see the uh the rewards right because it's, yeah. it, it's very rewarding so maybe now for like the next <laughs> big release you'll wait I know, but I don't even know what the next big release is going to be. There's always a big Nothing. release. It'll, something will happen. Something will drop. You'll be super excited, and then you'll wait. 
Maybe it'll be Blink. Who knows? Blink with Tom back. Oh man, would you wait? For I don't that, know if though? I could wait. You, I don't know. There's if I could no wait. way you'd wait. I don't no think I could way. wait. <laughs> yeah, there, I don't think I could wait. <laughs> that's that's too that's too big for me. So that's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> all right, so that's all I got for vinyl. You got anything else? No, that's uh, that's it. That's all. All right, so uh, so let's just jump into some new music that's come out this week, and it's just some other things going on in the music world, and then we'll finish it up. Shouldn't take too long. Uh, the first thing here, uh, let's see here, new albums came out. Uh, this new band, well, not new band, it's fucking Foo Fighters, under this moniker called Dream Widow. They put out their debut record called self-titled Dream Widow, and it's straight up like metal music. Did you get a chance to listen to the whole thing? I did. What did you think of it? So, for one, just the one website that I read, it's Dave Grohl and the keyboardist from the Foo Fighters, and then oh, is it? a guitarist from a band called, it's not Ministry, but it's a band that has the word Ministry in its name. Okay. So, it's it, but Dave Grohl plays rhythm, bass, drums, and then vocals, and then the keyboardist plays keyboards, and then... The lead guitar is from this band called Something Ministry, and it's like Orphan Ministry oh. or something like that. Okay. So that was one because it's it's very Probot esque in that way where Dave Grohl's playing most of the instruments. But fuck me, dude, this was so good, right? This was <laughs> this was just <laughs> like so fucking good. Like I fully expected, just like there's no way Dave Grohl can 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 put out like he like dude the cover art is so aggressively corny metal. Like it's like there's no way you can top that. Unless yeah. you're really, really good, and he he covers like every genre of metal I could possibly. Like glam metal is on here. There's yeah. there's like there's, stoner. There's like thrash. Everything. It's everything. Yeah. Every single like different subgenre of metal is on here. Played how you would want it to hear, but also really good. Not just like cheesy commercial status. It's it's unreal. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> I know. I was shocked. I mean, it starts out with that thrash, essentially like thrash song. And then it goes into like that that doom metal or stoner metal in the second one. I think it's called Cold or something. And then the third song gets back into thrash. It's just like, it's fucking great. <laughs> wow. I, wow. I was I was really really blown away by this one. Yeah, same here. I I could not I could not <laughs> believe that this was this was that good. <laughs> that Dave Grohl pulled it off. I mean, I mean we know he could do it because of Probot, but then he also relied a lot on the different singers. But for him to do all of this plus sing. And I think, I mean, I I think song-wise, overall, this album is better than the Probot album. I honestly, like, I haven't listened to the Probot album in, in many years, actually. Uh, it would I would have to go back and listen to it again. But just based off of this, like, yeah, this is, this, this is better because it's more focused in that it has a goal to achieve. Like, it wants to cover essentially the entire genre of metal, the overarching yeah. genre of metal. And it does that, but not in a cheesy pop way in a true to form like if you're a thrash man the thrash song it's like oh fuck yeah that's a good thrash song if you're a glam rock man like yeah that was a good glam rock song every person that loves that subgenre of metal would listen to that song and like wow you did a really good job at that yeah and it wasn't cheesy it wasn't it wasn't like commercial it wasn't super well done yeah it was just fantastic very very surprised pleasantly surprised and apparently the vinyl is going to be coming like physical release is coming out sometime later this year so that'll be nice. That'll be nice to to get that on vinyl. <laughs> that'll be sure nice to not get. <laughs> what do you mean to not get? What do you mean? 
the way like the BG sold out, and now that Taylor Hawkins is gone, oh, like this true. shit's yeah, gonna fucking yeah. even though he's not even on the record, like this is like all the Foo Fighter records are now going up in price, even the ones that Taylor Hawkins didn't play on. I know, right? Oh, gee, okay. I mean, we might as well bring it up now. But Taylor Hawkins, drummer for the Foo Fighters, he died this last week. If you haven't heard, um, which is very, very sad. And it was all because uh, did you read that? Like they found like ten different forms of drugs in his bloodstream. Yeah, shit like that. Yeah, it's wild. But um, but yeah, so so he died. But then, what's kind of a, I mean, I guess it's me gatekeeping a bit. But it's just like people like saying, "Oh, Taylor Hawkins was was so great," and then here's my favorite song of of his. Here's Everlong, and then I'm like, well, he didn't play drums on that record. <laughs> I mean, Dave Grohl played drums on almost every song on that record, and that that's I mean, I know it's annoying and and very like I said, gatekeeperish. But like, dude, if you're gonna like tribute him and. I don't know. That's annoying. I mean, that's that's like pretty play, bad. Play a song that he actually played on, you know, and he had songwriting credits on. It, it, it's just, it, it's just funny not to like like toot our own horns or anything, but we were like weeks prior to this, we were just kind of opening up into the bigger Taylor Hawkins lore of all the various yeah. drum projects that he had a hand in, like playing in Coheed and Cambria's fourth album. Yeah, that's crazy. And we had no idea. It's like holy fuck, dude, Taylor <laughs> Hawkins did a lot of stuff outside of just like the mainstays of what we know as Taylor Hawkins. But then a lot of people were like, yeah, and he was Alanis Morissette's drummer. And I'm like, yeah, he was, but on one record, which is yeah, our biggest record. But still, it's like, like he's not known for that. Like, he was more of a studio mus- musician. And he was like in one, one of her music videos. But it's like, I don't know why people really bring that up. Because it doesn't really show his chops or his songwriting at all. I don't know. That's a, little, that's a weird one for me. Yeah. The Alanis Morissette one. This uh, Dream Widow, fantastic stuff. Um, let's move on to happier things. Weezer put out the first part of their four EP collection called Seasons. Uh, Spring came out, and um, I don't know. Did you listen to this one yet? Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, of course I liked it. It was good. It wasn't it, like it was, the greatest, it was, but it was good. It was better than good. It was it was good to really good. It was in between was, those two things. It was better than you know the pop Weezer. You know. The white album, black Pacific Daydream, better than that. And plus, like I'm, I'm coming off the coattails here of like Griffin, so I'm still in this Renaissance folky phase, yeah, and, yeah. and like here Weezer drops this thing that's kind of, of in that same vein, not quite as aggressive as that, but still in that same vein. And like I thought this was fantastic. I thought it was great. It's the best thing they've done. You know, I think this is better. Eh. This is the best thing they've done after everything will be all right and before. Van Weezer. I think this is on par with OK Human. I don't think it's better than Van Weezer, but it's better than White, Teal, Black, Daydream. Big Daydream. Yeah. I, I, that's very fair. I agree with you on that one. Totally agree with you on that one. It's very folky, too. It has a lot of cool elements like that in that, uh, in the, on this EP. So I'm excited how what the other ones are going to sound like. I, I yeah, really this is the can. first one. And like this is, <laughs> it's like a perfect. I don't know. It it sounds like what spring would sound like. This they went for the the concept and it sounds great, and they kept in line with like the spring concept and I think it's I think it's fantastic. I hope they come out with a V uh, uh, Alchemy Index type EP box set after all this is over. They are they are at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. They said they are at the end of the year, which I'm makes all sense over it. I'm considering all over it. this was just announced like three weeks ago, so they have to have time to obviously manufacture the stuff, but. They said after the, the fourth one's released, they're going to do a, a physical release on it, which I think the, the last one's coming out December 20th or something. I think it's the winter equinox. So 
So yeah, All there you it. go. There you go. And we got the Alchemy Index on our way right now. Well, it I hasn't know. been shipped yet. But so good. Yeah. So we got that coming. Yeah, so seasons get into that. Dude, somebody's like tearing it up outside of what are they doing? Jesus Christ. Like, like, it sounds like they're doing donuts or some shit. <laughs> Probably at the high school or something. <laughs> fucking dumbass. That's shit we used, we used to do. Yeah, um, except we did it on the, on the fucking on, field. On the field, yeah. <laughs> on the grass. <laughs> While listening to Panama. Shit up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it was so fun. Statue of Limitations. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the, this last uh, album that came out is from Fife Dog from uh fucking tribe called quest and uh, it's called forever what what is this is it, i assume i mean he's been he's dead obviously so yeah it's an album is this, this is just this unreleased is stuff or i mean obviously unreleased but it's what's it's, the story it's stuff that uh that he was like working on and stuff and they they i don't know they released it somebody released it that's you know and put it as a as a i don't know so stuff right before album. he died stuff he was doing right before he died or is this like a overall kind of thing of his this is no this is like his music he already he had one solo album prior to this i mean decades before it but this was this was just stuff that he had been working on and they just have okay. t- like everybody from i think everybody from tribe is also on this but there's just so many other like like collaborators and i think it was almost done before he died anyway so it's just like okay. finishing touches from various producers but yeah. I, I I did listen to this too, because I How was, was that? super curious. It's fucking great. It's so good. Is it? Okay. Well, he's your favorite your favorite member too. I love Fife. Love him. Yeah. I, I don't know if like I'm just on a high because we did Tribe so recently, but I do think this is really really good. And there's a lot of people on here that that really um, I don't know that that accentuate his 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 rapping style and, and who he was. I I should have listened to it, but I saw it too late, so I just didn't I didn't have a chance to. Like it just came out like last week, if that, even yeah. like days ago. And we've kind of had to rush to do this episode, so yeah, yeah. So I didn't have much time to listen to full albums after Saturday. So, um, all right, cool. Then I mean, I'll give this one a shot for sure because yeah, I'm, that tribe listen through was so good, especially so those good. first three. This first three, man, so good. Um, all right, so that that's it for new albums. So let's get into a couple new songs. Do you want to play any of these or no? Uh no, uh this first thing comes from uh, actually some friends of the pod, uh Wes and Dane who's who were in Dan Dane and the Death Machine who we talked about and Dane's been on the show, but this is a song that Wes did um recently he recorded it it's not complete I don't know I'm not gonna play it but uh he Wes wrote this played almost everything except for the bass Dane played bass on this one it's like this cool acid jazz fusion kind of thing I thought it was really cool. And uh, I don't know. What'd you think? I thought it was solid. There's a lot of cool. There's a lot of cool layering here. A lot yeah. of a lot of different things going on. And God, I just watched a video of, of something about like why King Crimson did some really cool shit. I forgot what song it was, but the two lead guitars start out playing the same thing, and then one of them just misses like a beat, and then plays the same riff. But now they're they're it's off but it's still almost on and they kind of uh-huh. like go off on their own playing that same riff for, for almost like a minute and they find each other at the end and it comes together. And that's, that's what this reminded me of. It's just, it was just like a layering to where it sounded kind of off, but if you focus on each individual instrument, it sounds really, really good. 
then yeah. when they finally catches each other towards the end and it picks up and it gets kind of crunchy too. It, it was, does, yeah. It was solid. It was really cool. And I, I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was rad. So um, I guess there's vocals, but Dane, he said he was going to send me the, the one with the vocal track on it, but he just hasn't done it yet. But he said this isn't even the full version of it, the full or complete version of it. He said it needs to be like mixed properly and then have the vocals put on again. And then he'll send that over to me. But yeah, that's, I mean, I thought this was really cool. It was, I, I was rad. So we'll play it on the pod once we get the full version, but stay tuned because it's fucking cool. Oh, excuse me. Pretty, uh, no, burping. Pretty good. no burping. No burping. Strict policy. Uh, <laughs> so next song comes from the band Crosses. I know Jeff fucking hates this band, but that's fine. Um, it's the singer <laughs> from Deftones, and I forgot the other guy's name, but uh, this is like kind of their electronic project that they've been doing for the last maybe 10 years now, 12 years, and they put out a new song called Protection, and um, I, th- I like this band a lot. I think they're really fucking good. Not as good as Deftones, but... I dig it a lot. You probably thought it was so boring, huh? Yeah, nothing happens. Like, what, am I, what am I listening for? <laughs> nothing happens. What's going on? I knew it. I knew it. But honestly, though, nothing happens. Uh, there's no there's no ups. There's no downs. There's no feeling to this. It's just monotone and boring. It's drab. All right. All right. If this was like... I'm not going to argue with it on that. Argue if, this was, on that. if this was Max Bemis that put this out just as like, like a side project song, you'd fucking hate this. You, you think this was Max so stupid. Max Bemis doesn't sound like this. He's obnoxious. But if he did something like, if he did this exact song, you would hate this song. You only like him like now this, because it would, crosses. If it sounded like this, it wouldn't sound like him. And yeah, I would like it. No, you would not like it. He's it, he said, this is stupid. This is fucking dumb. I don't like this. And that's why this is stupid because it's not a good song. So, you know, I'm not like you. I don't, I don't, what am I trying to say? I don't generalize like you do. So. You do. There's no reason why you should like this other than the fact that the Dovetones are semi-involved. <laughs> Uh, that's wrong alright and the, this last new song comes from the band Meshuggah I think that's how you pronounce it do you know how to pronounce it I think that's exactly how you pronounce it Meshuggah okay yeah so they put out a new song called I Am That Thirst and I, I kind of started to get into them like maybe a year ago and I listened to all their records uh, just for shits and gigs and um, I really liked it I mean they're really really good heavy metal and I mean it, obviously because they're so fucking popular in the scene and they sell out humongous shows, but I don't know why it took me so long to get into this band. But this song is really good. Um, I don't know. Have you? What did, what's your kind of thing on this band? I've heard songs here and there on various playlists, like like the Spotify Weekly, and every yeah. song I've I've heard by them has been really good. This song, this song's. So I listened to this song one point five times. Yeah, because I thought it was really, really good, and then I listened to it again. I was like, "Dude, this is the same fucking riff the entire five minutes of this fucking song." <laughs> it is. It's like it's looped. Yeah, and it got annoying. Like I got very irritated with it, so I couldn't finish it the second time. So I don't like this song, but that's not a good indication of what this band sounds like. Sound wise, it is a good indication because that's what they sound like. But that that just lo- I think you're right. Like looping that riff was just fucking obnoxious. Yeah, it gets to be lazy, a little much. but. I mean, I think we should eventually do a Meshuggah album because they are so, they're so popular and they're so influential to so many bands. I think we should do, eventually do one of their records. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's it for new music. I mean, uh, some news, some things happening in the music world. I mean, we already, we talked about Taylor Hawkins a little bit, which was terrible and sad and died in Columbia <laughs> on tour, uh, which is even, I don't know, that's terrible. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything else on that one or no? No, that's that's it. That's all. The internet pretty much took over on that one. So I know, right? 
up until last night, which I don't want to talk about what happened last night. Because um, <laughs> I'm fucking sick of that. Because I wasn't even that big of a deal. But I think it's uh, fake now, too. Like I, I, I 100% yeah. think it's fake. Totally fake. But, yeah. Uh, Limbiscuit. This is the last thing. Limbiscuit announced a U.S. tour in May, but they're not coming to California, I don't think. Or Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, it's all Midwest and East Coast dates, which sucks, but I don't know. They'll probably... they'll. They'll do an extended tour probably in the fall. They'll probably do this in May, and then they'll do like the festival circuit in Europe. That's what I imagine during the summer, and then in the fall they'll probably do a West Coast tour. Yeah, that's that's my guess. We'll see them. Yeah, we'll see them. We'll. See, I think we'll. I think we will see them before the end of the year. This is a band that that I I'm almost like more excited of seeing them pass their prime. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so so they. I don't know if you saw, but they played Mexico City last week. And it was like it was just a one-off festival show in Mexico City, and and the whole concert's up on YouTube. It's like an hour and fifteen minutes long, and I felt so bad for them because you could tell that they were playing really well, but the sound was so bad, Ugh. and you could tell they couldn't hear each other. Like the sound mix overall was just horrendous, but you could tell that they couldn't really hear each other, and you could tell Fred Durst was getting really irritated. Every every guy was every member was getting really irritated, and. I just, it sucked. Like, you know that they could play these new and old songs perfectly, but because the monitors and the sound was so bad, it just fucking killed the entire, to me, I think feel like it killed their entire vibe. That's, and that's it really sucks. They're way too big to be dealing with rookie shit like that. Yeah. I mean, it was, I couldn't believe out at how horrendous the sound mix was. And I, it was, it was crazy. Like you couldn't even hear the, you couldn't hear the bass at all. And which I mean, is such an, important part of the band and the guitars were turned down solo the only thing you could hear really is fred and dj lethal and imagine hearing a limp biscuit song with only them it sounded like shit yeah it was terrible whatever uh limp biscuit going on tour so we'll report back once we see them um <laughs> probably sometime later this year yeah so that's all i got for this episode of the pod you got anything else and that's it that's all all right. Well, thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for the main episode because, uh, I mean, I hope it's going to be a fun one. Um, Should be right. So while, while you're listening, go to Apple Podcasts, you know, rate, 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 review, and subscribe. Do all that good stuff. And that's it. That's all. We're done.